Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's talk to my uh, my good friend and friends for many years, Dan McTague, the founder and president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, who occupied a, a chair in Parliament, Canada's Parliament, for 18 years. Do you ever feel like... Uh, was that was that time well spent? <laughs> I think it was. I've never asked uh, you that. <laughs> I, I thought it was, Roy. It was a great time. Members of Parliament could be could actually represent their constituents, uh, had the freedom to vote and speak the way they thought. I didn't have to have anybody vetting what I had to say. And, uh, you know, it was a time where things actually got done. You know, you were able to actually, as a backbencher, pass bills. And so something that's uh, something of a lost art, but... Uh, Maybe it's Canadian indifference or inability to recognize it, but uh, you've lost a lot of your democracy. Well, let's talk about, uh, and I compared this to a triangle earlier today. By the way, I received an interesting email, somebody whining away about the interview that we just did with Dr. Christian Lupre. Don't you guys know that a Russian battleship was sunk? Your analysis is terrible. First of all, it wasn't a battleship. It was a missile cruiser, but let's not worry about details, Okay. Secondly, you can go to my website, RoyGreenShow.com. It'll be a big surprise to you, but you'll find an interview there with Admiral Mark Norman about the sinking of the Moskva, the uh, missile cruiser. Nobody has battleships anymore, except in the museum. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> no you know, if you're gonna, if you're going to complain, have some facts at your disposal. <laughs> Don't expose yourself for. Anyway, welcome to my world too, Roy. <laughs> Listen, it's my world, buddy. I get them. I get the. I get. I, I love to hear from listeners, and <laughs> challenges are fine. But you know, just, just understand what you're talking about. Okay, so the the three <laughs> the three triangles of the triangle. One is food security, the other one is uh, energy security, and the third one is I think it was finance. We said that. Those are the three angles. See, I forget which one the third one was. But energy is is critically important. We spoke yesterday about this with uh, Thierry Bro from France, who's the former uh, head of energy security for the country, for France. And we spoke about Germany. And Germany, uh, 29% of their electricity was produced in the first six months of 2021 by burning coal. The Germans are also buying uh, a lot of their gas, 40% of their natural gas, and a lot of their oil still from Russia, much to the dismay of their fellow European Union members. So uh, when I look at the situation that's happening, and their, their vice chancellor just told the German people, cut back on your use of energy, because then we can cut back on imports from Russia. Sometimes I look at Europe, Dan, as being the canary, and it's a terrible metaphor these days, yeah. uh, to, it's, the, it's the canary in the coal mine. Y- Europe seems to me to potentially be the precursor for where we're headed in Canada. We're not producing the energy that we can. We're not selling the clean energy or the ethically pr- produced energy that the world needs. And, and we're talking about very little other, the federal government, talking very little other than buying EVs. So put that all together for us. Where is our energy security in this country? Where are we headed? What's it going to cost? What's the trouble we're looking down the barrel at? Well, energy security was very much uh, part of the uh, the discourse in Canada, the United States, Western uh, OECD countries from about 1974, I would say right up until 2010. 
at which point Americans discovered a way to produce a lot more energy. Canadians began to build pipelines early 2000, and uh, we achieved something that many thought was impossible. And that was uh, enough independence to be able to free ourselves from the geopolitical constraints of those who had energy, those who had uh, the ability to drive our economy. Uh, We've lost our way. I think the past 10 or 15 years has been so good. Things have gone so well that uh, we've been able to freelance uh, and uh, think that uh, we can simply do away with fossil fuels. Uh, And as a result of doing this, what Europe has, what we've seen with Vladimir Putin, what, what has happened, the response by Europe, which is frankly quite shameful uh yes we know they spent 30 years and trillions of dollars trying to get renewables to displace uh fossil fuels they can't and it doesn't work um we've now have a a significant perhaps the most serious geopolitical crisis the world has ever faced so it's not just a matter of energy security it's now a matter of uh public and global security the threat to security itself the situation, of course, uh, in in, the, uh, in in Eastern Europe is only one symptom of the bigger picture, and I think it's uh, leading to other consequences, which, of course, is the rise, uh, as uh, our friend uh, Professor Charlebois has very well stated here on your show, uh, led us to a, a position of uh, food insecurity and, and rising inflation, uh, which threatens uh, the financial stability of the global order. So I think it's all this combined, um, taking things for granted, like energy and energy pricing, our ability to get it to the world uh, is, is significant. But for me as a Canadian, it's a damn tragedy and it's a damn shame. And I say that. But this country could not see further than its own environmental woke nose and destroyed three or four good natural gas and oil projects, Energy East, Northern Gateway, dithering on Trans Mountain expansion, not saying anything to the Biden administration when they Till the Keystone XL pipeline for the third time, we could have displaced all of Russia's oil and then some, and we didn't. We failed to do so. We have uh, we have no small role to play when it comes to energy production and getting it to the rest of the world. We failed miserably, and we still have a, politicians in Ottawa led by the Prime Minister who believe we should continue down this very dark path of uh, even greater insecurity. You know, something else that... Uh bears remembering and it hasn't received as much attention as i believe it should achieve or achieve and accomplish and have received is the fact that because it doesn't fit the narrative the preferred narrative is that joe biden who's still the president of the united states is opening up national reserves and granting drilling licenses in areas barred from exploration and drilling until now. Mr. Biden is opening, I believe it is, 188,000 acres for drilling. You don't hear much about that. Well, you don't, mostly because what he's opening isn't necessarily where it needs to, where you're going to find uh, what, uh, what drillers are looking for. In fact, they can't even use the leases that they currently have because you still have another albatross, um, and that is... Uh, getting the financing. Remember, we have people like Mark Carney. I'm going to use his name. You know, former bank governor of Canada United States, and Britain uh, saying don't invest and go you move away from investment in fossil fuels. So even if you could take advantage of these things, why would you? The financing isn't there. Governments are finding ever more creative ways to strangle, to throttle your, your business and as a result drive up uh, and drive out investment they're doing is actually making oil companies quite rich by the way 
getting it's muscles. The, it's the idea, Dan. Really it's, well. the, it's the idea of change, at least starting if uh, Mr. Biden is making 188,000 acres available that wasn't even up for discussion. And he's opening up the National Reserve, oil reserve, so that's that's another issue. My friend, you had a lot to do. Um, you keep us, um, you certainly keep us engaged. Uh, follow Dan at uh, at Price. Uh, what are you? Yeah, what is it? Gas Wizard. There's too. There's too many. There's too many. There's far. Too, say it again. Yeah, AffordableEnergy.ca. The blogs, the work we're doing on the policy front, as far as gas price predictions, and they're going to get really expensive tomorrow. Uh, you're looking at gaswizard.ca. Have a look. Uh, we're hit, switching the summer blend fuel. Buck 85 is a new reality here in Ontario and, of course, uh, right across the country. Add another 10 cents a litre. A lot of places will be $2 a litre this summer. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favourites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.